was encouraged in a lot of areas tonight. I just finished telling those guys. Uh, I thought um, you know, we did a good job with the turnover takeaways. Um, thought we ran the ball. Thought we defended the run well. Um, certainly would have liked to have won, but uh, I was pleased with um, pretty much most of that game. But what, I was a little disappointed at the end of the half. I felt we had time left. Obviously, they felt that we didn't. Um, it's pretty easy to get right, uh, and I think they missed it. But. That was Sean Payton after the Broncos' 21-20 loss Saturday night in their second preseason game, this one to the 49ers up at Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, California. Um, we're going to talk about it all tonight on the Not Another Bucking Podcast. I'm Nick Kosmider, your host, joined by producer Matt, who happens to also be my brother. We are going to get into it all. Um, you know, the thing about the Broncos going into tonight was there was a couple main take or a couple of main attractions. There was Javante Williams making his return from ACL surgery that he had um, shortly after his injury in early October of 2022. Uh, not quite yet 11 months since that occurred. He's, he's, he's playing in his first preseason game, ends up touching the ball on his first four plays of the game. He drops the screen pass. They set up for him. Nerves probably going quite a bit. Sean Payton said he gave him a little bit of a hard time after that. Um, but then had a carry and two other catches among the next three plays. Um, you know, I, I really only one of those plays was designed. He ended up kind of being the, the, the third option on a couple of the, the pass plays, but, um, you know, he got right into the mix right away. And if, if, if you're, I think for him, he said, I like the, the fact that this is now out of the way feels good. Like this, when you're coming back from ACL injury, um, to, to play in a preseason game before the week went opener, like this was his last big test. Like, um, uh, there's to me, Matt, there's not like a ton you can take away. Like he had these carries, you know, coming back for the route uh, on the Russell Wilson scramble, saw him do that in training camp a couple times over the last few weeks, um, something he's pretty comfortable with. But outside of that, it was just, hey, like, let's just get this guy the ball. Yeah, and I mean, after the game, he said he's 100% and that he was feeling really good. He said, you know, going into that first tackle, he was nervous, thinking it was going to hurt, but then he pops right back up. He's like, all right, we're just playing football again. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's obviously very encouraging. He was running he, – he was looking shifty out there on the field. He looked really good. And that third down completion where he runs the little hitch route, comes back for Wilson, um, you know, that's kind of a staple of Sean Payton's offenses sometimes. You get those running backs that can run patterns out on the outside, not, you know, the Darren Sproles kinds of players who – running backs who make plays downfield and, and present matchup difficulties for the defense – if Javante Williams can kind of expand that aspect of his game, it's just one more one more thing you got to worry about back there. Yeah, I mean Sean Payton's offenses over his 15 years in New Orleans, like he his teams were top five in running back targets almost every single year. Like they were number one numerous times. They're, they're top three almost. I mean, just consistently, they are the team that is at the top of the league in using their running backs in the pass game, um, and, and so the. the, the it, the fact that Javante Williams had four catches. I mean, this is a guy like that. He was progressing toward being that guy um, last season, right? He had 11 receptions in the season opener against, against Seattle. Like he, that, it, that can be his, I mean, because he is, he's a, he's a good, he has good awareness. He has just good, uh, a sense of when his quarterback kind of needs him to relocate is good at that. He has good hands uh, again, like that, that, 
the drop on the screen, I just think was all adrenaline, all nerves, all, all that kind of stuff. You know, Sean Payton kind of laughed that off because I think they think the same, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but anyway, it was, a, it was another running back that stole the show. It was Javante Williams' return. But, you know, the main takeaway after this game is Jalil McLaughlin. At a week ago, he was, or, you know, a little more than a week ago, the Broncos come out with their unofficial depth chart because the league you, you says you have to right before the week of the preseason <laughs> right. game. Five running backs in the room. He's number five on the depth chart, even though a lot of us were saying that. I mean, I, I think that's more of a like, hey, he's an undrafted rookie. We're not giving him anything. And then he doesn't get on the field until the last series against the Cardinals proceeds to gain 32 yards on four touches and score, you know, the go-ahead touchdown in that limited amount of time. Well, tonight he gets on the field in the second quarter and all he does is have um, 42 yard or 45 yards on seven carries um, uh, runs, runs in for an eight yard touchdown as a 17 yard run catches a nine yard touchdown pass has a 44 yard kickoff return. Um, it, uh, all told has 97 all purpose mm-hmm. yards uh, in, in his limited action. Like, you can't you're not keeping this guy off the team. No, and I mean Sean Payton talked about it after after the game. He's like, you know, if anybody who's been watching practice, you're not surprised. Like he's been doing this in camp and like this is what they've come to expect from him. This is just kind of one of his first chances to show it on the field and boy did he. Um like that that first touchdown run, like he broke man's ankles. Like that was that was a thing of beauty that you don't see very often in the NFL. So like that was a, that was awesome. I mean the yeah. dude, he was decisive, he was quick in and out of those, he was explosive like He's definitely going to be somebody that you have to find ways to get him on the field and get the ball in his hands so that he can make some plays for you. Yeah. The, um, yeah, I thought our friend of the program, Ryan Harris, calling, calling the game for, for the nine news telecast there, um, on the catch on the nine yard catch, which was his second touchdown of the game there Mm -hmm. in the fourth quarter. He, um, he, you know, he catches it and he like kind of stops like on a dime and Ryan goes like, I can't even stop that fast when I'm only walking. And he was, he was running, and it's just like, and he just did it so smooth. And I, I thought Ryan said it well on the broadcast. Like he doesn't play like a rookie, and he, part of it is like so experienced in college. Even though he did not play at the FBS level, he did not play at the highest level of college football. He was a guy that just, I mean, so many opportunities. Like they just fed this guy at, at both of his stops, um, including at Youngstown State, where he played his last couple seasons. Um, to become the NCAA's all-time rushing leader, like you don't, you don't achieve those kind of things right. if you don't know what you're, what you're doing. And um, and and he's just he's just fun. like, there was his big, I think his big 17-yard run in the third quarter, like just the, just sort of the eel-like shiftiness where he is like seeing he, seeing a spot ahead of where this linebacker is coming, and he and he's able to like shift without losing any kind of speed like that. That's that's some rarity, and it's always with me. Like, how do these guys not get drafted? Like, I don't understand. Right. How these and I, I understand running backs a fungible position and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, but man, he he's gonna he's gonna make the team. Um, yeah. You know. So anyway, so like that that's it's the, that creates it creates interesting interesting choices for the Broncos because um, you know you you have Williams, you have P Ryan. Those are your two guys. Perhaps he could be your your third down your third down guy um but you know as you noted matt um burton michael burton the fullback that guy's going to be on the team 
Yeah, so, he came in. Burton came in on second and one and third and one and converted both of those carries. He also had some really good blocks and pass protection. And so did Samaje P. Ryan. Like on one of Russell Wilson's third down scrambles, Samaje P. Ryan had an absolute pancake of a block and pass protection. And that dude's running hard too. So while Jaleel McLaughlin's definitely going to be on this team, I still think Samaje P. Ryan's your number two back. He's your change of pace bruiser that is going to be getting a lot of carries in this offense as well. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I think he, he and Javante Williams will be pretty interchangeable. They're very similar mm-hmm. in the way that they run the ball. It's kind of a yeah. camp, um, really physical, but um, yeah, I, I think that's another thing you have there is like you have two, you have two guys that are really good in pass protection. Th- those two, those two front guys. Um, mm-hmm. But if, if McLaughlin can add kick returning to his thing, like you know, we, yeah. we know that the, the punt returner is even either going to be Marvin Mims, who an, another guy who made his debut, right? The rookie second right. round. Going to play last week. Played tonight. You know, ha- had a catch from from uh, Stidham early on, or um, it was yeah, from Russell. It was still on the first drive from Russell. Yeah, yeah. it's like that drive was so long. <laughs> he started to lose. <laughs> like, right. um, who was on the field at that point? Uh, but but he went back for his first two punt returns, and they were both shanks by the the, right. the punter. And the second one, he comes off the field, being like, ah. But but anyway, he he's going to be your punt returner or, or Montreal Washington if he finds a way to crack. The roster, he'll be the, the punt returner, but you know, if if Washington can be that that kick returner, um, you know, that adds another element from him. Um, so so yeah, so th- those are the I think the, the main the main takeaways was was getting Williams back, McLaughlin. Uh, the other thing was Russell Wilson, right? I was a little bit surprised because Sean Payton comes in and he says, "Hey, we're going to play our starters twenty to twenty four plays," and the bulk of them did. Uh, Russell Wilson was an exception. He he was he quarterbacked that opening thirteen play, forty five yard drive, which which ended in a Brett Maher field goal. Um, Maher made both of his kicks after missing two last week, um, and then he came out. And, and Sean Payton said afterwards that was the plan. We we for for Wilson, he's he's going to get those fifteen plays because we wanted Jarrett to have some plays with the first team that was going to stay out there for a little while. Um, but what was just your impression of, uh, of Wilson and the time that he had? The big thing was that he, he just came across as really decisive. And that's kind of when we talked, when we talked about the preseason and what we want to see from Russell Wilson is we want to see him making those decisions quickly, getting the ball out of his hand, or if the case, if it's going to be something where he decides to run is making that decision and sticking to it. And a couple of his runs, it was drop back. The pockets started to get, get a little bit tight. So he, and he takes off immediately, very decisive, good, good choice on those plays made a couple of big conversions with his leg, even with the, the read option that ended up getting called back for holding like the defense then bites down hard on the on the running back that is absolutely the read you want russell wilson to make it's also a little scary when russell wilson gets hit as he's going out of bounds there you prefer not to take too many of those especially in the preseason but um i mean that was something that was really encouraging to see um from russ just kind of how quick he's making those decisions and that he seems like he has a good understanding of where he wants to go with the ball yeah and that's the thing too and you worry like you mentioned the one on the sideline um getting hit but i i worry less about him like to your point being decisive and making that choice that that i'm dictating that i'm going to run as opposed right. to like the defense is dictating that to me um th- that is what i thought they he was missing last year like I, you know, I mentioned he he only had that that many rushing yards in three of his 15 games last year that he had on the first drive tonight right um so, so that just kind of goes to show you, and, and it was, it was just, he was in control. It was like the Russell Wilson 
that you remember, like the first one was, it was a third and six. He drops mm. back. I think they have two receivers in the formation because it, it, there was a play action involved. And, and right away, like he just, he just recognizes that, okay, Hey, I see this wide open. And in his mind says, Hey, first, first down, we will convert this. And I think that's been so much of this is just like, make the play that will allow us to continue the drive. And, and I think he's shown in the preseason and in training camp, like a better, just, just grasp of that. And again, it's not like he's known this, like this is who Russell is. I think for it's, it's almost like we view him through this prism of like, Oh, he's this broken guy. And he's being like, he knows how to do this stuff. Like he's done it for a long time. It's just, it was so bad last year that you, 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 you watch it with this fine tooth comb, you know, this, this close up lens of like, okay, is he getting, getting rid of some of that that happened last year? And he's, he's not going to do it to the degree that he did. I think some of the, the, when he, when he commits and he scrambles, he still has speed to, to, to cause you problems. I think where he doesn't, where he's not as effective that he was earlier in his career is like when he's like scrambling around doing the reverse spins, you know, right. going backwards, like where he was athletic enough to just evade these, like, you know, massively athletic, massively huge pass rushers. I don't think he can beat you so much in that way, but if he is decisive, he still can be a major threat with his legs. Yeah. And kind of to your point, the, the big scrambles that he had today was when he climbed the pocket forward. Yep. So you have the heavy rush coming around the outside. He climbs the pocket forward, which is something that like Steve Young used to do a lot, but you don't see a ton of quarterbacks who are really good at just scrambling forward. A lot of, especially younger quarterbacks like to find the edge, try to run around guys. But when you get those quarterbacks who can scramble forward and make a play directly forward, suddenly five to six yards down the field is, is a lot easier to get because you're not having to run 30 yards around the outside to get it. Yeah. Um, so it looks a lot that's better when that kind of stuff too. Like they, that's what that's what Sean Payton's always wants. Like be strong in the middle. Like if if they're if they're driving a truck through, like Ben Powers has has had some protection problems these first these first two games, but he is he's a road grader in terms of like in these situations can like get you a hole in the middle, right. um, and that's what we saw. So we've talked about Russell Wilson. We've talked about, you know, Marvin Mims making his debut, Javante Williams, Jalil McLaughlin. Um, one of the other key sequences in this game, because, again, we're talking about a Broncos loss, a game they probably don't lose if they convert this first-half situation. Yeah. Um, you know, they were set up to have a, a, a really good two-minute situation. They'd gotten the stop. They get the punt kind of similar to last week, and they're going down the field, and Jarrett Stidham hits, you know, as time running down, hits, hits Jalen Virgil for a 50-yard play gets down to the to the one yard line. Jalen Virgil gets hurt on the play, but gets to the line of scrimmage. They get down and believe and Sean Payton in the postgame multiple times said, I believe, you know, we, we spiked it. He's said it went up to the booth. They they said, hey, there was no more time left. There wasn't one second left on the clock. He said, but it was so quick he was wondering whether people had flights uh to catch or whatever, <laughs> which is Sean Payton being Sean Payton. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, it, it again goes to show just like the margin for error with this thing that they're trying to do of like get more efficient at some of these things that, I mean, you look back on it in a one point game like that, that was probably, that was probably the big game right there. Yeah. And, and Jalen Virgil kind of, he had the opportunity to get out of bounds if he wanted to. 
um, on the play. He opted, he was incredibly close to getting it into the end zone. He went for the score, didn't quite get it. But usually if you have about 15 seconds, that's kind of usually your, your cutoff for when you think that we, if the player's in bounds, we can get down there, we can clock the ball and get another playoff. And they had 19 seconds at the start of that play. So you're probably thinking in the huddle, okay, we can get down there, we can spike it, we got plenty of time. But that's a 50-yard play. Yeah, so now yeah. you're asking your big guys to run 50 yards down the field and get that right. spike off. And that's a different ask. So the situational football on that one's kind of – puts you in a tough spot because you're thinking we got time to clock it, but that was ends up being real close. Right. And it's like, and, and you don't hate him going for the score if he thinks right. it's good because yeah, it's like goes, if you go out of bounds, it's, it's, it is just a field goal. So you're saying right. it's something of an all or nothing gamble. And I don't really know that he's, you know, computing those things in his head at that moment. Like, this, like, you know, what, what he's going for, but I, but so again, you don't, you don't fault the player for thinking that he can get to the end zone. And he almost did, you know, had he, had he broken the tackle that, you know, the key thing is we didn't really hear after the game whether he whether that injury is going to be anything yeah. significant. You know, I don't think Jalen Virgil is a lock to make this roster or, or wasn't, you know, and if, if he's hurt, that'll certainly hurt his chances. Um, but, man, that guy is fast. Like, he, he's, yeah. he, he saw it against the Cardinals. He had the, you know, the, the receiver speed run around, 25-yard uh, gain on, on that. Um, you know, this is a 50-yard play. He had a 66-yard touchdown on his very first reception last year against the Titans in his very first game. Um, this is a guy that can just, he's got a different level of speed. So right. um, you, you hope he's okay. But so, 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 yeah, some of that situational stuff. And then again, they, they once they had a chance to right their wrong defensively, right? We, we know that they score last week with a minute and a half left to go up six. Um, the Cardinals had two timeouts left, right? So the, the Cardinals had two timeouts left. And, you know, they end up driving 75 yards in 90 seconds and, right. and get the two-point conversion. So the Broncos are faced with the same thing. They punt. 49ers get the ball at their own 22-yard line, a uh, little uh, two, 201 to go. They pressure Trey Lance into an incompletion on his first uh, on first down. So basically, they're coming out of the two-minute warning, second and 10 for San Francisco at their own 22-yard line. Broncos are in position to win, and then they just lose Ronnie Bell twice get busted on a on a run play where they they kind of feel like they stuff it inside but uh Tyrion davis price just goes to the outside and, and now they're in field goal range uh disappointing way to end it for sure and if you're able to stop the the run there at the end you know you're going to get the the ball back with maybe 50 seconds or so after your timeouts and have a chance yourself to kind of go back down with ben Danucci. but unfortunately Plus, they weren't able to stop, the stop the in a tougher position that he, he kicked a 32 yarder that barely squeezed through the right. he had missed yeah. two field goals in their opener against the against the raiders so like it wasn't an sure extra thing. point tonight yeah so again like kicking issues for teams across the league like there, there's i mean there's tons of teams that are having competitions they drafted that kid in the third round i always think that's like clearly you like the guy but man when you're a drafted kicker it puts a lot of pressure on you yeah uh, and it seems like jake moody's feeling that uh, quite a bit. Um, yeah, if you're not Sebastian it, Janikowski kicking 65 yarders, you're going to get the question of like, why the heck do we spend this much draft capital? Here? Right, right, right. So, um, but anyway, I, again, I, it was interesting because Sean Payton talked this week about like winning matters. Like that's just sort of the culture that we want to try to instill. Like we, we're not okay with losing just because it's the preseason. Um, but he did come in. He did come in to the to the press conference tonight, seemingly with. Um, not a sunny disposition, but 
but I think more pleased with some of the things that he saw, you know, that they did protect better. They yeah. did run the ball um, even more effectively than they did last week, which, you know, I thought they had ran it pretty well a week ago. They, 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 they more or less bottled up San Francisco's run game outside of, you know, the boot action that they got beat on quite a bit on that first drive. Um, so there was a lot of things to like tonight. I think if, if, if you're a Broncos fan and, now the starters are more probably done. If if not done, they won't play a lot against the Rams, especially having two joint practices uh, this upcoming week. Um, so you know, from here, it's it's kind of fine tuning until September 10th. Yeah, I guess if we're if we're talking about closing up with the kickers real quick, Riley Dixon and Brett Maher both did have better games tonight. Yeah. Both looked pretty good. Riley Dixon's had a 61 yarder, I think. And then another punt later where it got muffed and uh, Denver was able to, to recover that. So and Maher made uh, his field goals and his extra points tonight. So much, much better showing from your, uh, from the, the kickers in this game for Denver, which is good because they, they're going to need that going into the season. Yeah. Riley Dixon, I think averaged 60.3 yards on his four punts. Maher, as you mentioned, all, all four of the kicks that came off his right foot went through the uprights, and that's ultimately the bottom line of what you're looking for. So, yeah, again, it was just like kind of a microcosm of the improvement that they saw. There was a lot of things that were that were better. And again, it comes down to like the, a, a, you know, a last-second drive where the majority of those defensive players on the field probably aren't going to be uh, on the roster. So you can't spend a ton of time, like if that's how you lose, you know, mm-hmm. spending, you know, over going over – too much about how it went down and, and, and worrying about that. Um, so coming up this week, you know, the Broncos get back to practice. They'll have, uh, they'll have meetings tomorrow, uh, Sunday. Uh, I think that's what day it is. Yeah. They'll have meetings on Sunday, mm-hmm. Monday off. They'll get back to practice Tuesday. And then on Wednesday and Thursday, they'll welcome the Rams into town between before playing them uh, on Saturday. So again, just sort of some final tune-ups, Matt, we're, th- we're three weeks away from, from the NFL season, um, it, it's 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 quickly approaching, um, but uh, we'll be back middle of the week with 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 another podcast, kind of breaking it down. Looking forward to these to these practices with the Rams and what the Broncos could take out of that. Uh, but until then, we we appreciate you guys listening in, uh, watching on YouTube, subscribing, uh, Spotify, Apple, wherever else you get your podcast. Please keep listening, subscribe, give us a review, let us know what you think, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks, guys.